0: Welcome to the Meet St. Louis podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Zotos with KMOV. This is a show where we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. You know, we have had a pretty incredible couple of weeks here in St. Louis in regards to the food scene. Local and national attention on so many of our great Restaurants, Of course, one of the big ones being the James Beard semi-finalist announcements. Six local chefs, as well as a cocktail bar, were all on that list, which is basically the Oscars of the food world. And this week on the podcast, we are sitting down with one of those chefs, Lona Lau of Lona's Lil Eats in Fox Park, is with us to chat about that award, which is pretty funny. It's her second year being nominated for Best Chef Midwest, but last year, she had never even heard of the James Beard Awards. She actually told me that she thought it was a congratulations from her neighbor, James. But it is an incredible honor, especially for a pretty incredible woman. I really enjoyed getting to know her story and her background. She's from a rural village in the southern part of China and really what struck me throughout this conversation was how much she never took no for an answer she convinced her parents to allow her to go to school convinced them to let her go and work in a restaurant convinced a restaurant to hire her despite not speaking the language and that continues on throughout her career when she came here to st louis with her husband she opened up a stall at the soulard farmers market and for about a year she says No one was really interested in trying her food, uh, but she never gave up and she kept going and then she was able to open up her own restaurant in a little storefront in Fox Park. And that restaurant is incredibly popular. You can hear it in the podcast. We were chatting before the doors open, but once those doors open, the crowds just come filing in. There's already a line right at the start of lunch hour and it's because she's turning out the food of her childhood, of her adulthood, just the things that she loves, and she wants the people of St. Louis to love. So let's go ahead and meet Lona. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I do want to start with, as we were just saying, the big congratulations, a nomination, a semi-finalist for James Beard. Did you get the call when you were out of
1: town, or...? I did actually. I was in California, so very early morning, some South Magazine called me about it. And I was uh, thinking, that's the last year, but uh, he told me it was uh, super exciting.
0: Yeah, because you were a semifinalist last year as well. Yeah.
1: And last year you didn't know what it was, right? Completely. So I was uh, so surprised at what I mean. All day long, people told me about it. So, I'm like, hey, Zoe, what'd you know? People, congratulations about it. So- <laughs> it's a funny thing and I mean what does it mean now that
0: you kind of have a better understanding I mean, what does it mean to to have that recognition
1: um I think it's uh, really important to to be a chef as a cook of food is making people like it and that people's body feel comfortable and and what they're eating what like it's a very important for healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's a mean lots to me and uh, I like a cooking, making me exciting to even just a cooker can be making people happy. Mm-hmm. Have you always been in the kitchen? Did you grow up loving to cook? So honestly, so when I was a little, so my mom, dad put me in the kitchen. It's not my favorite things to, to do <laughs> because all of my friends are having fun and, and running the river, running the mountain. Pick up fruit, except me. I have to take care of my brother, cook him the food for everybody. When did you f- start to like it? Uh, when I was uh, thirteen or fourteen, that's uh, in a village. I have a bigger party. I was a uh, cooking whole villagers, and then all of a like a uh, different age. They all come to eat, and I was I was a uh, cooking and uh, a chef. We don't sit on the table to eat. But uh, we just uh, bring the food, we cook, and we bring food uh, to table who's eating there. Yeah. And uh, I had a bunch of uh, young guy, and uh, some are married, and some now, which is uh, is uh, funny, you know, you, you're the age, you're kind of attractive too. <laughs> and uh, something thought about, and I was um, bringing the food, and then some uh, married dude was just told the young dude said, oh my gosh, this is food even better than my wife. I was uh, That's my first time I was just <laughs> Like oh, I was actually cooking so could be so happy too that's right that a, that's that's a, a pretty, pretty big compliment. yeah, <laughs> it was the first thought about it, and uh, then start that time, I just like, oh, i don't want to complain anymore. <laughs> now you found what you've love, so tell me about where you grew up. Uh, I was a uh, growing up as uh, southwestern border of Launa, Burma, China, and a uh, mountain people, and we don't have uh, electricity, we don't have uh, any of course, uh, we bear barefoot all the time, and uh, never really have a good, like a good clothing to wear. We run it, run it everywhere, and uh, cooking is so kind of every everybody's so like they have to do. That's everyday stuff, and even men or women, you have to everyone who's available, who's gonna cook. So that's what we, we do all the time, and then you collecting everything in there you are not going to grocery store we don't we don't know about grocery store <laughs> uh
0: and so and what were some of the things you made when you the, the things you first started learning to cook from your family from your village do you still make
1: that today uh i do I, actually most of the stuff like we pickle in lots of stuff i still pickle in here in the basement and uh also once a while, I will go grab it in a small farm, get a live chicken. I'm sorry. I know this <laughs> that- is kind of a very weird, advice. I think no. it's, to me, it's really important. Once a while, I yeah. want that feeling. And uh, as you go get a chicken, you feel at home, and you feel how you want to cook. Every part, so you want to be part of a dish. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's uh, making me kind of a refresh in my life. It's how going back to the roots. Yeah. So that's a very important to me. So, okay, so you were a
0: teenager, you kind of decided, all right, I, I like this. i found something I'm passionate about. What happens next?
1: Uh, next, I was, uh, of course, all of a friend, everybody go to school, and uh, now I was uh, fighting for my parents to go to school, high school, and there was uh, keeping me in the home for two weeks. I was uh, so depressing in that time, and everyone can go to school, why can't, you know? and. Uh, Finally, my dad said, uh, "We're gonna be da- like a uh, damage her whole mm-hmm. life, and let's, let let get her to go to school." I was uh, two weeks late, late. After high school, I was uh, never thought thought about it. I'm gonna live in a cook, mm-hmm. and uh, then I went out uh, for working. Mm-hmm. So just to make a little money for surviving, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to be a village girl, it's really hard to find what you want. But uh, in my mind, I always uh, thinking I can find some money and change my parents' life, and I don't need to see my parents every day working so hard. Right, <clears <clears <throat> kind of I that <throat> idea of making it better for yeah. our, our parents. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a kind of a very important to me as a, always a man to do that and to make my parents a, to feel better life. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so after school, what did you decide what you wanted to do? <clears throat> Honestly, I have not, never really thought of what I want to decide to do, and uh, I went to looking for a job. I was uh, working in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've never been served at a restaurant, like an uh, actual restaurant. And uh, when I went to there, and I was a uh, daily need a job because I really don't have money. I was uh, thinking I might live in the street. <laughs> so. And uh, that day, I was uh, walking around, I saw some like a Japanese restaurant, new opening. They have not opened yet. I have a sign there and I read it, about it. Mm-hmm. And then some little girls come out and so said, she was uh, saying, did you looking for a job? And that's all she said. Yes. <laughs> she could just tell. Yeah, she, I said, yeah, I'm looking for a job. And then uh, she brought me in. And uh, which is uh, like a, in China as a city, you know, it's uh, like a, they're looking village of people is really down. and. Um, so I have a not good dress and, and it's really simple and uh, my skin's really dark in their town. And uh, they ask me, says, what are you here for? I say, oh, I'm looking for a job and I don't care what you put me in. And then she said, oh, we need somebody who's really tall and a really light skin and a really good speech, like mm-hmm. a big, I don't speak a Mandarin in that time. Okay. And uh, Mandarin, Every time it pop out of my mouth, it's a, kind of a bit weird. And, and it didn't sound the way they were the, looking for? Yeah, it for. didn't sound like uh, they are looking for. They said, I'm not sure you can get this job. And then I said, I was a super really angry at that moment. I said, why you look at my skin? You know what I mean? Why, you look, why don't you give me a chance to try if you liked it? That's how I said, actually. I also Just
0: really you want ch- to get. Give you a
1: chance. Then she used to look at me like a, kind of a, like a tap at the bottom. <laughs> right. Then, okay, three days, I give you a try, three days. And uh, if we don't decide to hire you, then you go. No any heartbreaking, I said, true. Sure. Three and, days, uh, okay. Three days, I, I know, so I'm gonna try it. So I, was, uh, I went to there for trying, three days later, and then they tell me, you keep it. Okay. So I was like, yes. But I was three months working for them for free, no pay. Wow. They give you really not good food for just so you surviving. And they offer you to zoom six of a girls so we sleep in bunk bed. and I uh, was the most newest one the other one they are all ahead of me mm-hmm. hiring before so you were yeah. the low man on the <clears throat> totem pole yeah so of course there's everyone kind of bullying me a little bit so I was just a very quiet and you know who you're from where you're from uh-huh. and uh, who you are as a I'm super new to be a comp- computer with city people is a what was that nothing. like?
0: You were in a totally different city mm-hmm. and among all these people you didn't know. What was that like? So
1: it's like I'm nervous and also scared. I don't want to come, like, I have a conversation with the people. I just uh, try to copy what they are doing. Try to, like, copy their voice. Or try to copy what they're doing and what they're acting. Mm-hmm. And I have a lots to learn about it, Which is a, it's a fun. You know, you're young. You didn't think about it. What's gonna be happen? You just. A, so were you working in the front of the house? Were you? Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I was a working there as a server, okay. and um, so I was a see all of it, like a, a manager or a supervisor. They know how to speak some Japanese, and I was like, a, what's the thinking, oh, if you speak a Japanese, you can be high position. That's all. <laughs> That's the first part of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there. You, and I was started by book, and then to ask my like, manager and my boss, that speak Japanese. I said, How can I start it? And then, which is really kind of uh, exciting to somebody who want to, they wanted, they to learn They were excited to hear you wanted to learn yeah. about it. <clears throat> so I was learning every day. And uh, when I finish work, it's already very late. I have a candle with learning Japanese. And three months later, which is great, and I, I become a supervisor because I learn really fast because you're a fast learner. <laughs> so then people say, well, you don't even speak Mandarin. It's like, a, how you learn Japanese? So you Japanese? kind of skip that step yeah. and went just to the Japanese. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a funny thing. So I said, you know, I don't know. I never speak in Mandarin. And uh, Mandarin still have a lot of, to call on it it's a very difficult to learn when you especially you're in the village or you speak a different language and a lots of words have already been tracing around mm-hmm. and it's so harder for you to get it right and then i start new language it's like i start beginning the correct way to to learning right you so, kind of were learning the basics first yeah and,
0: okay so then from there which you weren't cooking there right you said you were just serving mm-hmm. and supervising what happens next? How do we end up here in St. Louis? So
1: Yeah, I was, uh, but i was switched the, after two years and then some much better company, like a bigger hotel. Mm-hmm. The guy from uh, Canada, and then he came to eat. Then, you know, I always uh, treated the place I work in like uh, I own it. Mm-hmm. I always uh, use my heart to do things. And uh, one day, it's, uh, everybody want to go to just sleep and they come in at 8.30, we close to nine, so nobody want to take care of them. I just like, okay, you guys just go sleep, and I'll take care of this, Zero. and I feel bad for them just to tell them to out. Mm-hmm. Now, one lady was a Papa out to speak Japanese with me, then I was exciting to show off my <laughs> Show Japanese. off your Japanese. Well, you worked hard, you yeah. learned it. <laughs> so, which is, a, I didn't really mean to get any better position that time. Then the guy was saying, hey, this is my name, car And uh, also in China, I have a lot of scammer and uh, to kind of a uh, kidnap you, that kind of stuff. And sure, that fear So I was, uh, so something scared. something bad happening. Yeah, he was giving me a name, car, But of course, he's a foreigner looking. And uh, he speaks good in Chinese and English. And then he was uh, kind of after dinner. He said, hey, thank you so much. You, also, you have a really awesome attitude. And, uh, I would like you to be working at my company. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, nice to come for me. I didn't really put it real serious. Sure. And then. Didn't for, give it much thought. Yeah. Every day, and then, like every week, he will come, come out one time. He said, hey, where's my, like your resume or interview you come up? And I was so like, are you serious? Kind of, a, <laughs> is like, to me, it's like, are you serious? <laughs> So <clears throat> then the, the lady was who speak to me. That's a purpose like control like a hiring people. And then she was say yes, we're all serious. You're already into, being interviewed it. and by you were already coming to you that yeah. without even knowing. Yeah. It. <laughs> so I was like, a, that's a kind of a very interesting. I was like, okay, what about where's your company? Let me go check out first. I'm gonna create this place and uh, if I liked it, and I come create it. Then I went to there, checked it, and everybody was lying on the door for just to get that job. Wow. And uh, when I go inside, it's like a, a, t- a sign of my name and say, uh, says, oh, uh, Mr. Young doesn't want you to interview. They just uh, want you to fill out a paper, and then you're done. And so, like, all of the people look at me and like, wow, we, we come here, <laughs> Yeah, we come here for already three times. So we didn't get it. You're so lucky. That's all. Oh, that good job <laughs> that's you a, were, in a,
0: you, were in, you were like, okay
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like uh, in that mind was also, like, uh, oh that's really special there must be okay then I just uh, go back and quit that job right <laughs> So you got the job. Yeah, then I got a job right So what was this job? Uh, this job is uh, like in a hotel so like uh, I was become beginning already a supervisor in there and uh, a lot of stuff to learn you know and I work at lots of different saying mm-hmm. it's definitely more harder mm-hmm. and the, which is a you know when you're young as a year is full of a challenging and a, you don't think about what's a bad thing to ha- happen you're just are thinking what are gonna be
0: like and this next? was already such a different than what you had initially maybe thought when you were a teenager about what you were going to do with your life now you're working for this big hotel and and talking to people from all over the world
1: yeah it's a, it's a really kind of a Full of like energy and a thought. So it's like, what's the next? What's the next? That's my question. And uh, of course, i enjoy there working for different people. They train me and they give me opportunity. They continue training me. What's every day new? You know, after work, and I got go learning different stuff. And uh, then I met. Of course, I met my husband. First. Right. <laughs> so how did that happen? How did you guys meet? Uh, actually, he. I know it's a kind of embarrassing. He's a tutor, English tutor. Okay, <laughs> which is a, every every month we, ch- we switch a different to teacher. We, I hate it because it's really hard to get a one person's accent to to because get used to. It. Everyone's know I mean? English
0: is so different.
1: Yeah, and uh, we have a teacher from New Zealand. We have a teacher from uh, Australia, England, and uh, United States, a California. No. Um, Canada. Canada. So all kinds of uh, always switch. Now, one day I was uh, heard, of, I, f- I got a note so to say, tell everyone the English teacher going to switch again. I was just uh, so, like, oh, man, depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I need to go to learn the other person go to, like what the accent is. Then yeah. I went to there, I already, because every day I got a closing stuff and uh, checking. all the yeah, time, I, then because also uh, going to China. Because I'm tutoring. not just only a worker. I have to check everyone. Is it uh, being sad. I was, uh, went to there in my class, It was uh, super late, the 15 minutes late. I come in, I was like, uh, sorry, I'm late. That's my English, it was uh, basically, I don't have uh, any English at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you could say that. Yeah, <laughs> and then Pierce said, uh, oh, that's okay, come in. And I was coming. Of course, uh, he, he gave us uh, some boring stuff about it, which is uh, like, I'm kind of a, I have my, like a, no matter how like I'm trying to be nice, I still have my kind of a... Your Little, attitude about it. Uh, yeah. The, your frustration that we've yeah. got a new teacher again. <clears throat> That's right. So, like, I cannot cover that truly half out your natural way, you know? <laughs> right. So... But you guys met, and then... you, And he's from here, right? Here in St. Yeah, Louis? Yeah, he, he's from here, St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, of course, the beginning, we didn't really have any thought about it. And the end of we have a, he asked me to go to a friend's house, and I was like, yeah, why not? And I'm bored right now. I don't have nothing to do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened. So when you came to St. Louis, when was that? What year was that? That's a 2006, April 6th. Okay. April 6th to 2006. Oh, April, so we're April almost 4. at that. <laughs> were you nervous
0: to come to St. Louis, or what did you, where, did, where were your thoughts about that?
1: Honestly, I was still very young in that time, I was 29, I don't have any scared, fear, anything pop up in my mind. I You're just, still
0: looking for that next yeah, adventure? I just,
1: yeah, I always looking for, I have a in that time we already have a little girl, She's a, she was a three in that time, and uh, everybody asked me, if you go to there, you don't know how to drive a van, and you don't know how to speak English, what can you do, how are you surviving, and so, I'll figure it out. I'll clean people's house. I change a baby doctor. I don't That's care. the same
0: attitude you had when you first <gasps> yeah. left your village. You'll yeah. find it. You'll find something. For
1: sure. And so, yeah, I haven't ne- never really thought about scare or anything. I just always like a go, 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 that feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it doesn't seem like you've really stopped going.
0: So, you moved here in 2006. You, what did you end up finding for work? You, found, you started uh, working in yeah, some Yeah, it's really
1: awesome. Uh, I was, uh, came here the second week. Like I already said, uh, I cannot stay this and not do nothing. And I was uh, asking my in-laws if I can clean a house for them because I'm living there. And she says, no, we don't want you to clean. And uh, we just uh, let you to uh, comfortable stay here. And uh, you know, I don't know about life is here. And the tour is definitely different than China. And the second week, uh, Dr. Pierce, I talked to Pierre. Says I need looking for some job. Or could you introduce some restaurant for me? I'm working before a Japanese restaurant. And then he said, "Okay, you got it ready, go looking for a job." And I, said, I-, I never dressed up a suit. Suit. I always like a tomboy dressed up or <laughs> jeans, like uh exercising mm-hmm. stuff. That's my that's, personal.
0: That's what you would prefer
1: yeah. to wear. <laughs> so. He asked me, "Are you ready?" I'm ready. So, ready for just a regular. Call. How can you get a job for that? So like, <laughs> am I might need a dress, up, dressly, dressily, I'm not that type of person, you right. know. Right. So you
0: had to go shopping. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, we went to shopping. Of course, I got a white, just a white shirt, and you know, like a black, like kind of a grayish black pants, and I went to high, like a interview. I'm looking for the. Actually, I call? they don't even say that they need the people. Uh-huh, you just started and then calling, i calling, so. and then I went to inside, and she said, Okay, you come and work next week. And then my husband said, You got that job? I said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was surprised. <laughs> yeah, could kind of a, Even my friend, he, she's from California. I know someone like, uh, she's a white lady. Now we've been friends for a long time. And she says, I don't think you will get easy get job. That's a kind of a first, uh, like I also like it' really serious.
0: <laughs> you just keep proving people wrong all the, all, all those years. You just kept putting your mind towards it, and
1: uh, yeah, and uh, I was uh, I was a continue. You know, as a that's a kind of a one thing you need to do is to be a a, peop, a person who from when you don't know nothing. Everything's uh, you gotta learn. Even start like uh, you speaking or you talk to people. How do you acting or into people, you know? So how was that first week on that job? Oh my gosh, it's really stressed because I don't even know what's the separate check or pop, these kind of simple words I don't even know. I have a little dictionary within my hands and every time if I have a trouble with it, I say, would you please write down to me? I go ask my manager. Wow. Man, every time I gotta do that. So every day I'm learning. It's nervous to have oh, make sure. a mistake because every day people ask you different questions.
0: And everyone's talking so fast and.
1: Yeah, and uh, but which is in Missouri, everyone's super awesome. They speak really slow to me, and uh, they really take care of it. I was really appreciated. I have a, I feel like I never been left behind. I feel like they always stop at what they're doing. They're coming to help me as, so like, even customer. They're so exciting. I'm new. And then they're just like, okay, let me spell That's so for nice you. to hear that, yeah, that it's awesome. so
0: welcoming. <clears throat> yeah, I usually feel about that. So you were serving. You were working in front of the house. When did you start thinking that you missed being in the kitchen?
1: Um, You know, when I was, uh, I worked there for three months. Uh, they were pretty slow, so I just uh, Think about change a job, and then I found a job in another place. Then I went to there. I worked there two years, which is uh, in that two years I never stopped for thinking about having my own restaurant. And because when I work for people here, I just was thinking, oh, they serve that kind of food. I can't even cook it better. That's my kind of. A, and I was You saying, didn't
0: think you could do it any better.
1: I think i I can. I can do oh, better. you can do that. better. Yeah, yeah. I can do better. So I was thinking. I can cook better food than that that's all my I know it's a kind of a to be a village girl is a never never liar <laughs> never lie the <to> things
0: <laughs> so you were so, just sitting there and you knew you were serving this food and you're like I can do better than this.
1: yeah so like uh, every time I just uh, I was a serving I was a bring up and so like something oh I can cook it change it this way to the cooker that flavor mm-hmm. now I was just in there, and I was starting cooking for employees' meal when chef not there, mm-hmm. and I uh, also enjoy it. In the event, just a cooking employees' meal, and uh, one day my boss would say, "Do you want to Do you want to as a chef cook inside?" I said, uh, "How do you know I can cook?" <laughs> I was a uh, kind of a test to her. And then she said, "I see you cook for employee meal, so I know you can cook." I said, "How much you pay me?" <laughs> That's a, that's a me, you yeah. know. I cannot really change it completely. It's a, like I say something. Sometimes I speak in like a kind of a pop out, just a, just kind of say what's on your mind. That's a me, you know. But did like, you take did you take her up on her offer? No, actually, she said I pay you ten dollars an hour. I said like, uh, you want me to take a whole kitchen? Ten dollars an hour? That's too much for me. Man, I just said like, I know a chef can get more money. She said uh i pay everyone's less so you i pay you more and i said i don't believe that <laughs> which is uh, <gasps> which is i didn't take it i said oh, i stayed a waitress so there, and then so i stayed there for a little bit and then i just uh, started creating there i stopped like writing my menu and i started doing like what i want to do daydreaming about what yeah, we would a, do yeah i was a in that time actually and of course, the money is super difficult to get of course, it. To open up a restaurant is, is yeah. not cheap. <clears throat> so then we started Sula Market, first all And we spent just how much little money we could because we have a little girl to take care of it. And our life rent everything to take sure. care of it. So. What was
0: that like being at Soulard? And what did you start? Serving at your stall. So
1: in in Sula market we went to there when I first came come in the United States. I go selling the handbag and so I feel like I'm go home. Like we have a market just like outside, mm-hmm. and uh, people are everybody bugging, talking. It felt like I home. I feel yeah like a home. I just the people so I like it here. I'm doing something. Which we put an application for the uh, association manager, then she was awesome. She gave me a chance to try that place, and um, which is uh, great. I let everyone know my food is uh, like a our cooking style. So and tell us about that.
0: What did you guys start with? What did you decide? Here's what I'm gonna serve. We,
1: we start like like a street food, like a kebabs. Mm-hmm. You know, barbecues that I grew up like. Barbecue town. It's everywhere. Now I just thinking we can do something barbecue if people can eat and in the mm-hmm. walking. And then I started just a kebabs. And then slowly I was just thinking, I, I can add more stuff, you know? <laughs> instead of just kebabs and make people more interesting. And then it was a stir fried rice and it's so simple. And then barbecue chicken instead like a kebabs and just a barbecue chicken mm-hmm. and a beef now adding turkey turkey and what then, was the reception <clears throat> like from the customers the you mean like it like that? how did they
0: i mean i'm guessing they loved it
1: oh yeah beginning first year was really hard because the people look at me what what is she doing here it's like a very simple uh-huh. and they give me the like i just especially it's <laughs> a so wealthy people they just no i don't want to try <laughs> it right. that's the first reaction then peers and me we just give a food for homeless and oh, wow. For a whole year, every four o'clock it was just a giveaway, which give, is you were uh, my heart away. is
0: broken, you know, because you would made all this food, you would put yeah. all your heart into it, and then no one yeah. came and bought it.
1: And uh, slowly, just like uh, homeless people eating, I bet they helped me, the, like a uh, kind of a promoting mm-hmm. too. And uh, so, which uh, is I really, really appreciate it for what we did it, even so hard, we we done it. And then second year. You know, we give uh, people sampling, mm-hmm. and uh, even just a uh, sampling, they don't buy it. I just offer offering to sample, you know. Right. And then the second year, just uh, suddenly, just uh, people are, everybody vendors everybody and they customer, they start lining up the, all over places, and uh, just uh, come and get uh, my food. They say, which is I just feel like, uh, oh, actually, we need a time to, like, uh, to show them what are we doing here and uh, I almost give up. For, you almost for, gave up? Yeah, I almost give up. It's, it's, it's hard, you know what I mean? Cold and hot in Sulamake. Market. Yeah. And uh, I have, after that, I have to go work at some places, and uh, doing that kind of stuff is really hard. And uh, but, Which is I have never give up, even so hard, because I wanted my own place. <laughs> right. So
0: in that second year in Soulard Market, when did you start thinking we could open up our own restaurant?
1: I always have been thinking since since I was started because that's the an option. I don't have the money, so start that time. I was always collecting money as much as I can, and uh, I always a tell people that I want a restaurant, real restaurant, and to people people in looking for me, just a permanent spa, and uh, I want to be there. I want to every day creating stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Which and, is,
0: and here we are. We're yeah. sitting in your restaurant.
1: It's hard to open this one too. We take a so long to get it ready. In it, it's great, and it's so much experience, so much going through with it. Us, it's like, it's a history. Like I feel like How did you
0: choose this location? How did you choose Fox Park?
1: This location, you know, my husband always have that kind of a mind. He loves he love it. He loves some places that people are. Thinking up and coming, or people doesn't like that place, and he had that crazy. He's got that vision. Yeah, he had that crazy, crazy start, and uh, I have that crazy chasing. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm a girl for like uh, this way. Listen to him to get. Uh, when we saw this place, it was a totally got it boring, and um, I was.
0: Uh, it was a disaster. Looking,
1: yeah. For sure, you don't. can have a picture about that. you living there, restaurant there. And uh, when I was uh, looking at the street, I'm a little scared, too. But slowly, and I came into again and again, and I feel like, uh, actually, I feel about uh, this place. Let's get it. There was a feeling. Yeah, and uh, he really liked this place. I said, yeah, let's get that place. I have a feeling right now. Yeah. And then we decided to buy this place, and then uh, we... Of course, we go through a lot, and uh, to fixing, rehabbing this place, a lot of nightmare going on.
0: And also, you had to come up with, I guess, a lot more menu items than what you were serving just in the in Soulard, Or did you start small? Or
1: no, uh, I always like uh, cooking different uh, food, mm-hmm. but the problem is uh, our kitchen really small. Right. And uh, every it's time really I have, here? yeah, really, the kitchen is uh, we. It's cannot really change instruction old-fashioned mm-hmm. way, you know. And uh, but uh, every time I make some stuff, I gotta ask my inside chef everybody if I can put in this stuff. In. I love it. I love a brought new things, mm-hmm. and uh, I like a cooking weird stuff.
0: <laughs> like what kind of weird stuff?
1: Is it like a pickling stuff, or even like some strange like, all kinds of uh, animal parts? I love it. I love it like a like a showing of what I'm loving you know right
0: do you find that mm. now that you've really made a name for yourself here in St. Louis that your customers trust you that if you put something weird on the menu that someone's going to be like I trust her yeah, she's going to give me good food people
1: people are telling me that and sometimes I bring a new food they say doesn't matter I trust you I want okay. you to just try it, whatever. A big whatever. difference
0: from when you first opened the oh, yeah, first for stall sure. and nobody would take your, f- no one would yeah, buy your yeah, food. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's for sure. Definitely, it's hard because every time you go a new place, you need to give people like, a feeling about you, who you are. And they take time. Lots of people, are are scared. Even me, and, like I don't blame anyone, you know. And uh, which is making me more appreciative how I get through this difficult time. And uh, it's not that easy, you know. Nothing seems yeah. to
0: have been easy, but you have just, <clears throat> every step along the way, just pushed through. Yeah,
1: and uh, I love to tell everyone you know, today, it's like no matter what who you are, it's like, uh, what are you doing? It's not easy, but uh, you will get it someday, you know? And you still <clears throat> spend a ton of your time in the kitchen, despite ma-
0: doing all the, the behind-the-scenes work here at the restaurant. You spend a ton of your time in the kitchen, oh, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I, I was, uh jumping out and... Uh, I love to talk to a customer, and if they're back they near me, always jumping, ready to jumping. And uh, every weekend, I do sauce day day. <laughs> so, to you do day. all the sauce? Yeah, all the sauce are handling. And, uh, and then also, sometimes, like, uh, when I'm done sauce, I want to go like, just like, explore my outside and eating, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it about um, the
1: sauces that that's something that you
0: still want to keep as what you make?
1: all of the sauces we're creating Um, ourselves, so I want to keep it as long as I could. I'm not really ready for showing anyone yet, but eventually someday... It's your secret. Yeah, it's it's like I've spent lots of time to develop this sauce. So, yeah. Does it remind you of home
0: every time you're making them? I mean, how much of of you bringing home into this restaurant? But
1: it's a lot of bigger and it's like more home. than what yeah. you were
0: making back when you were 13 yeah right?
1: in a home so you only is like a, we don't really eat in your meal with a sauce mm-hmm. we're making when you're cooking and uh, every sauce you don't have to bring uh, every person specific mm-hmm. this is a portion of the sauce so uh, you I make it as uh, unbelievable but right now I feel like a, oh my gosh compare about whats back a day. You don't need to make it that much. You just like it. But now you've got to make a ton, because I mean, you
0: guys just opened. If people can kind of start hearing the background noise, the doors have opened. I mean, you already have a line. People want that sauce.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i so excited. It's uh, making people happy and uh, make, make, make it them say so they like it. And uh, they're, they're happy to eat here. That's a so big uh, heart of it. Feel it them. Fills you your know. heart up. Yeah.
0: But, it, it, I mean, could you ever, could your 13 year old Mm. self ever imagine?
1: Never imagine. Even, even I was uh, like 30, I haven't never imagined. I wanna, I wanna just open a restaurant to, like, enough to Mm survive for giving my daughter good school and give my family a place to live. That's imagine. And uh, slowly to kind of uh, getting (laughs) bigger and bigger. It's bigger and bigger. Yeah. Do you ever imagine
0: opening up another one?
1: have that thought it. definitely think about someday I was uh, more looking for like a franchise where it led people to make money too and uh, they have a chance to make money and they have a that response to take care of everything too. Sure, so.
0: sure. And right now <clears throat> you've, you've, you're kind of living out that dream. A new dream. New dream, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, What's your advice for a young 13-year-old who likes to cook but can't ever imagine owning their own restaurant, let alone being a James Beard semifinalist? You and know,
1: that's a kind of a never pop on my mind, and I never thought of it. I just said uh, cooking, because in a village, everyone can cook, and uh, that's a part of my life. Every time I went, not in a school, I have to cook for our family, and... Uh, if I'm not cook, I will get a punishment by my mom, and <laughs> which is a uh, like a you know like a toothpaste you gotta squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> You're a teenager. You don't you don't want to respond anything, right? And right. But uh, be when it become my life, I just uh, right now is uh, I live in a uh, cooking, and everything I do. Even sometimes I just uh, see people doing it. I don't do it, but it's uh, useful for you oh, i I seen before somebody do this. Mm-hmm. Now I can just approve a better, faster, or smarter way to do it. So you're always still yeah. learning. I still always, you, you have never stopped learning because as much as you go, no matter when, no matter what age you are, mm-hmm. you're always learning. I always learning every day. So even everybody, they're coming to me together. They might my, my teacher some way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never really thinking, I never st- like, a uh, don't need to learn. I think learning is always awesome. And, um, yeah, but uh, you have to learn something you like it, something you enjoy, it, that's uh, for sure. You've got
0: uh, to love what you do.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you have to enjoy it and uh, love it. It's, otherwise, it kind of you a, a little bit. <laughs> but
0: when, because it's, it's hard, it's not an easy job. And, but if you love it, What's that the saying of, you know, if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, but it's probably not really true. I feel like if you really love what you do, you're going to work a lot, but you'll love it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's when you work a lot because you will feel different, like, uh, idea people give to you. People give you the news or people tell you how much they like it. Mm-hmm. And that's a kind of a cheer you up. Is yeah, it's not fun to be all of the ladies and women so they have a beautiful nail and uh, everything <laughs> dressed up clean, but uh, I'm smell like a barbecue. And uh, <laughs> my hands is rough like a, a chef. So it's not really big, like a big surprise <laughs> everywhere you go. But you're making people happy. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, when you turn to the talk to customer, you say, how the food? is, is How much they enjoy it? So that's the most of a happiness for you. For me, to me at least, you know. Yeah. Definitely, when I see you guys I have a beautiful nail, like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would rather eat <clears throat> your food than see your pretty nails. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I do. I'm a, I like a beauty, and... A, <laughs> Except a cooking, I like a beauty. I lo- I love a beautiful nail. I love I love a beautiful makeup. I love a haircut. So this is just a, like the career that to offer you to do much as you want to, you know? Right, right. We well, make beautiful things in the kitchen, and there you go. True. That's one thing: is a happiness. <laughs>
0: thank you so much for talking to us. This was a really fun episode. Hey.
1: thank you so much. It's awesome
0: to talk. to you. Coming up in the next few weeks of the Meet St. Louis podcast, we've got a lot of great episodes for you, a lot more great food, great drinks, and of course, things to do across St. Louis. There will also be a few others from that James Beard semifinalist list, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you know exactly when the latest episodes drop. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please head over to iTunes and give us a rating, leave us a review. We always appreciate it. This episode was produced and edited by JJ Bailey.